everything? I got a C on a paper I did on Billy Bud. A C? You usually got your D's and F's. What's with you today? You okay? He worked so hard on it. Why only a C? I don't know. Did you like Billy Bud? Mm, it was okay. You know, my teacher says it's a gay book. Mr. Wegler? Oh, that is ridiculous. I've heard that before. That was written when? The 19th century? Yeah, I didn't even know they had fags back then. AJ. No offense. I'm not gay. You're not? No. I read where they found gay cave drawings in Africa. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> this stuff is pervading our educational system. Not to mention movies, TV shows. What stuff? This gay nonsense they're teaching. I'm sorry, but Billy Budd is not a homosexual book. Actually, it is, Mother. I saw the movie, Meadow, with Terrence Stamp. Terrence Stamp was in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I don't know about that. But Billy Budd is the story of an innocent sailor being picked on by an evil boss. Who's picking on him out of self-loathing caused by homosexual feelings in a military context. Oh, please. Okay. Actually, Mrs. Soprano, there is a passage in the book where Melville compares Billy to a nude statue of Adam before the fall. Really? Thought you read it. So it's a biblical reference. Does that make it gay? Oh, what's the difference, huh? I'm just saying it's ridiculous how everything is being sold as homosexual nowadays. Must be a gay book. Billy Bud's a ship's florist, right? <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Fiedler has written extensively on gay themes in literature since the early 60s. Billy Bud in particular. Well, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's a he-mother, and he's lectured at Columbia, as a matter of fact. Well, maybe he's gay. You ever thought of that? Yeah. From the five to the six, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit And I don't never vote, cause I'm fucking broke And either way, I know the police ain't gon' leave me alone On a plane, by the visit Glen Rock Me, Crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding Cause we might get caught up in a riot Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Oh, you love to see it, dudes rocking Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? Welcome back to the Gain of Fiction Lab. Um, this is volume 15. Uh, I can't believe we're at volume 15. And you know who else can't believe it? The haters. They said he would never read 15 <laughs> books. He'd never get to it. Um, and uh, here we are, uh, not stopping anytime soon. And I have, um, now this isn't, neither of these read like a magazine, but I have two magazine editors here mm-hmm. to talk about our subject today. And our subject, of course, is Herman Melville. It's, uh, we're doing Billy Bud and Bartleby. And um, let's start with our returning guest here. We've got Matthew Fresta, um, he, the editor of Rango Tango. I, just, I was just looking through my, uh, uh, w- once again, looking through my uh, edition of Rango Tango magazine. Oh, nice. um, excellent. So um, qu- this is um, this this is like a crate. I've never seen a magazine that's like printed like this. You know what I mean? Like it's like like just the actual like paper, like the pamphlet oh. style magazine. Um very yeah, cool. It sticks out like a sore thumb. So, so what? Yeah. I'm glad you said zine. I've never heard that term till neither of you set, have said it on multiple things. Is that it's different than a magazine? I thought it was just like frat bro type, like just uh, you know, kind of just <laughs> za for pizza, you know. Well, yeah, Ryan has a magazine, oh. whereas I write a magazine. Um, I, I see. <laughs> no, it's not magazine, so, but no, zine yeah. is like um. 
just like a DIY magazine. Like you can do it yourself with like a Xerox machine. You just like mm -hmm. fold paper in half. Like mag, it becomes a magazine when it's like glossy. And I mean, there's probably like gray areas where someone printed their zine on like glossier paper or something like that. But yeah, it, zines generally you just try to keep the like production costs down, and it's like black and white generally. And yeah, and then so a magazine's actually like properly glossy and bound spine and all of that kind of stuff interesting interesting so yeah. uh, let everyone know where they can find it um oh yeah I, yeah because i yeah i there was a definitely a uh you know it's australian so it's yeah. it's tougher to find some people will say it doesn't exist because it's australia but you know I, I exist point? i have a copy i have a copy it exists um yeah you can get it from my website cowardpunchrecords.com.au um but you can also if you find my twitter or instagram you can just message me um i make it pretty cheap like i got the postage calculator like coded really good so it'll kind of give you like pretty cheap postage and stuff and you mm -hmm. don't need like an account on my site to buy anything you just need a paypal account so i made it all super super easy to use but again you can just dm me if you want to trade or whatever too that's cool um so yeah just get in contact somehow and what would you what would you thing. accept as a trade uh records or maybe if someone else has got a zine i could trade with them or whatever yeah, you would go i was gonna say be careful what you sign up for yeah somebody's gonna oh, say yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Hand. Hell, yeah. maybe if they've got like some sick reishi or something i haven't tried I'll oh trade well yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, sever, a severed hand yeah can i have rango can i have rango tango now please um for this. <laughs> again, you, but, um, i'm gonna need to but, send yeah. you 75 issues no, I highly, highly recommend the magazine, of course. Um, and uh, joining the, the, the RC uh, Industries, the intermedia company for the first time, um, somebody I felt like you've been on the show before, you haven't. Um, and it's, uh, it's Ryan Simone. That's correct. Um, it's not, he's not Paul Simon. It's not like Paul Simon. It's, it's <laughs> right, yeah. Ryan Simone. Um, nor do you look like Paul Simon. Uh, but uh, the, anyways, uh, editor of American Vulgaria. Um, I thought one of the coolest things I had ever seen was uh, Kelby and David from Agitator in PS2 graphics oh, like that. Yeah. And I understand you've, you've said it on other platforms. That, 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 that was quite an arduous task. That I mean, are just because I'm just kind of a retard at it. And uh, once I like finally figured it out and like which software to use, it, it came easy. But that was just uh, me struggling against my own retardation. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm figuring that one. But yeah, that, that was yeah. a fun one. Uh, Agitator as Max Payne 2 or Max Payne characters issue 2. Yeah, uh, so sick. I mean, it's just like I love when people just lean into like, you know, when I when I got onto like dissident Twitter spheres, I like learned about a lot of things that I like never would have known about, good and bad. Um, and but like <laughs> when it when it finally circles back to shit that I thought was cool that people like because there's some people that like are don't didn't really have that, especially like the Zoomer eras. They don't know what like Max Payne is or anything oh, like that. Yeah. But I love when like my era gets like highlighted of like my burnout days of like playing yeah, Max yeah. Payne on PS2's greatest hits on a dusty frat house <laughs> like PS2. Yeah, on that big TV, the big TV that 18 people have to move in to the house, the frat that's house. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's where we're at there. Um, but your magazine is, uh, I'm going to say, it's a little perverted, Ryan. Um, <laughs> uh, it is. Talk about that. Talk about that. Once I um, committed to the perverted bit, that's when it like became fun and unlocked for me. I mean, I started AV, I said this before, but I've started, like I bought the LLC in 2017, <clears throat> not really knowing what to do with it and just like, 
in response to the rise of Trump and fake news media mm-hmm. and having the ambitions of like being a writer and like wanting to work in media and then realizing that that's um, there's not much any place to go with that, you know, in the fake news media landscape. So I kind of just like put my flag in, you know, somewhere, start my own thing and figure out do something with it eventually until really until like lockdown, I committed to going to print, you know, did an interview with Adam Ware, Aaron Fagan, the poet, mm-hmm. and then just went to the print, you know, magazine. And then uh, as I was working on it, um, yeah, I had like some 70s porn up on like my dual monitor and just nice. figured it'd be fun to like interject all that shit in. And, and like more and more, it's becoming just more of just a straight up smut mag mm-hmm. um, with just these fun interviews spliced in. I mean, it's podcasting is where it's at. We're, Matt and I were talking about this before that like doing these these interviews, you can just record it and post it. So like where does where does the written word interview even like fit in anywhere, you know? Um so and now AI I can just write it anyway. Yeah, 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 I can just do it anyway. So yeah, I can do the porn too. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah. enough. Dude, that's well. that's what I want to do is like gain some power and start having that kind of leverage. I can just uh, force everyone to go nude in my mag. Yeah. So I, have a, I have a new idea for how you can put agitator in your next issue. Is uh, <laughs> AI? Yeah, and uh, perhaps same sex. Porn. I mean, maybe maybe they'll do it for real. I don't just know. Just deep fake like, yeah, everyone. That that's the next move for sure. They might do it for real. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna say, but uh, you could uh, you could uh, you could easily just deep fake. Uh, you'd be like, it's a, just a new agitator for every part of your mind. It's like spy versus spy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And a new thing that you do every time. So that yeah, is yeah. That's sick. And where where can everybody find that? That's American Vulgaria. Vulgaria with a, a V. Uh, mm-hmm. Dot com. It's nice with this last issue. I finally broke the Google rank. So. Before, when you search American Bulgaria, it'd bring up like the American embassy in Bulgaria. Uh, wow. so, I was like, did you mean American Bulgaria? Yeah. Is that what it comes up kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I broke the ranks there. So yeah, AmericanBulgaria.com. Um, got the magazines up there. I'm moving towards uh, getting some some clothing and all that. But Nice. Yeah. Sick. I think that I think that we all have a responsibility to kind of because there is a lot like people actually make really cool stuff too, like like the writers, you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. people that make music and stuff. And it's it's all like good. I don't have to lie about it because I was in a local music scene. I had to lie a lot one time. Like oh, yeah. it, it's definitely happened. Like it's I've I understand. But there's like people like Kelby writes great books. David writes yeah. great books. Like all these people. Uh, like Brad Kelly, that's why on YouTube I'm trying to do, you know, like unread gems kind of thing of just like get while we cover the classics. Like, I think that's our job, I think, ultimately, as far as getting our opinions out. But like opinions, people kind of get tired of them from a while time for yeah. a while. And I don't I have no desire to write ever. I can't. I just it doesn't come out. I don't have the. I mean, it's like it's like I can't dunk a basketball. It doesn't matter what <laughs> sure. class I take. I can't dunk a basketball. Yeah. And it, like some somebody so I find the people that can and people that are cool and people that I don't have to hide my politics from. And I'm, I want to signal boost them. And I think you guys all kind of do the same, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I look at my zine as kind of like an aggregator kind of thing, like grab all of like the th- things I found cool over the last few months or whatever, and sort of stick them all in one place. And like, cause you know, there's like letterboxed and Goodreads, but like, who's reading all those reviews and they're just it's just infinite like it's not curated you know what i mean like maybe you go to one guy's profile and he he likes some cool movies or whatever but like yeah i just try to sort of stick things in there like whatever i came across in the last few months of and even just older stuff that might have 
I found or whatever. Like, so yeah, I, th I think that's what you got to do is kind of like, yeah, signal boost the cool things that are happening. And like, yeah, if you want to sort of nudge the scene or whatever you're a part of in the direction that's more like to your mm -hmm. taste, it's like, why not? You know? Yeah, you don't want to be in hater. You don't want to be in hater mode. Ter I mean, it's fun sometimes. It's a yeah, switch. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a guitar solo. Nobody likes a whole album of guitar solos. People are lying when they do, when they say uh -huh. that. But eventually with a, a cleverly placed hater take is great. But yeah. for a lot of times, you got to send people in the right direction, you know, and that's that's kind of what these uh, what, what these publications could do. And I'm glad you're adding like a physical media element to it because I, I, I love physical media. I have a one bedroom apartment. and I'm just playing Tetris constantly. I won't stop. I won't stop mm -hmm. increasing the difficulty of that game um, <laughs> whatsoever. I'm glad my wife's down with it too. She just she she's we're almost competing with how much books and DVDs we can put in the house. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, so uh, that brings us to books. Um, today's the one year anniversary of the rare candy Substack. not to brag oh, happy birthday yeah what uh yeah and um but uh gain of fiction started shortly after that and i remember matt was like billy bud and i was like yeah of course because i remember the sopranos clip and i, I <laughs> that's gonna be the intro of the episode you guys already heard it so <laughs> um, but everybody's heard it it's it's one of carmela's finest moments and uh but um the the book is 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 crazy because I, I Melville was I remember picking up Moby Dick one time when I was working at Borders Booksellers and I was high out of my mind all the time in nighttime inventory uh, working overnight in like this outdoor mall and Ryan spent some time in the South Bay area so if you might have remembered Santana Row oh um, yeah. yeah yeah so I was I was I, that was the Borders I was at and, no way. Uh, yeah, no dude. Yeah. And so there would be like drunk Persians asking to use the bathroom at <laughs> right. night, like, like coming out of the blowfish bar and stuff. And I'm sure I uh, them at one point. Yeah. yeah you, you, you could, if you silk shirt, you're Persian. Yeah. If you put yeah. a silk shirt on, it, it's not even, yeah. And, uh, it, well, you and I have definitely crossed paths at some point. Like, I just, yeah. there's no way we haven't been at the same bar or something like that I'm or, sure. or something. Um, but anyways, uh, I remember seeing Moby Dick and I was just like, I'm just going to read that because why not? And I opened it up two pages and I was like, not ready for this. You know, and I just put it back <laughs> yeah. down. And, and I think yeah. I read Water for Elephants instead. Not my finest <laughs> moment, but, uh, you know, and so, so, uh, but it's, it's fun circling back to this. I'm glad that I uh, came back to, to Melville in my 30s. I think, I think that <laughs> seems like a more appropriate time for sub 150 IQ people like me uh, to, to circle back to it. But, but Matt, I'd love to know this. You say this is your favorite book. Well, you know, like when you pick a, a favorite, it's always kind of like arbitrary intellectual exercise mm -hmm. where you got to like 
line up all these columns and be like, well, this. So, I mean, my favorite book might be like just like Atlas Shrugged or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But like this book, I like a lot for many reasons. Like it's yeah, it's short, but then it's very just dense and rich, and there's like so much to chew on. Like you can't just punch through it in two days. Well, you could, but I mean, you wouldn't. No, you'd you would. Skim- you'd be skimming a lot and like right. um not because it's it's just archaic enough to be like a challenging read and sometimes you have to read like paragraphs over and over again before you like even know what the fuck you're saying Dude. but um <laughs> and there's probably still paragraphs i just yeah don't know what that is just yeah move on to the next right. one the story still flows like, like you still can get what's going on and then it just has certain like very moving scenes in it that like um you know this is the second time i read it and i still felt kind of just as moved by them um and i kind of just like things that just uh are just doomed from the get-go too like i like yeah. Lovecraft for that reason like uh, i used to not like that as a when i was younger i used to always hate when movies had like bummer endings or whatever but now i've come to actually quite like that so yeah i uh, you know it's like i said it's an arbitrary choice to pick a favorite novel why not this one yeah definitely and ryan what's your history with melville one. i mean i did um i i studied english for my undergrad and my uh my like final senior seminar course was on moby dick so we had a that was fun i mean we had a whole whole seminar dedicated to just melville we didn't read billy bud though we read uh we read moby dick bartleby and was it benito's sereno sereno yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That one, I, I want to return to that one because it's it's boring as hell. And it's the first story I read where it's like boredom is used as like an artistic decision. Mm-hmm. That's how I was like proposed, you know, that like John mm-hmm. Gilman thing. Um, yeah, so we that was fun. I mean, we, we spent a, a full course on Moby Dick um, and I loved it. You know, it, it's nice to like something of like that size to like just dedicate a whole academic course to it um and i read it once since then too but yeah billy bud has been a has been a to-do since i mean reading seeing people i call it like his his second masterpiece and it sounds like it's like revered as like his masterpiece before moby dick was formally recognized Mm. yeah um yeah excellent excellent yeah i i um i was i you guys are so right about uh, I, it's it's kind of humbling reading it. It's a humbling thing because I've been kind of zipping through the catalog. I mean, there's been challenges. Brothers Karamazov is a challenge, but I loved it. I thought it was it was just it stays in my head all the time. I think Dostoevsky. I speak his language even when I don't understand him because mm-hmm. he speaks. He writes the way I speak. We kind of play around the beat a little bit. Kind of don't take the, the shortest path between two points ever. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so I, I get that. But Melville just straight up just throws like like cinder blocks of like <laughs> words at you that you're like. I'm sorry. Like when you when you read that, like yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know what the word means. You know what I mean? Like it's it's uh, yeah. That that's uh-huh. the thing because like I can understand if it's like oh I've never heard that phrased that way. Like yeah, because um, I, I do. I, I will be calling back to Dostoevsky a lot because I think they're similar. Uh, I think people have similar takes on both of them. Yeah. There's people you either hate them or love them. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but with Melville, I mean, it is cool because like Dostoevsky. You will be lost for a paragraph, and then you'll have that one thing that makes it all make sense. It'll literally be one sentence that just goes. And you're like, oh, okay, and yeah, then you yeah, get yeah. on, and then you're lost again after after the to the next paragraph. But it's fun. I mean, I I there was a time where I was reading it for like an hour, and my wife was was reading um, 
this like fantasy novel series that she's just tearing through, like just tearing through, like going like, you know, 40, 50 pages in a sit down. And I'm sitting there like four pages in like an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, and it's, it's humbling. Like, and I think in this era of like, no matter how based and red pilled you are, you still want, you still want to like move through things fast and you don't want to like, yeah. you don't want to like say that you had a hard time with something, but I, I had a hard time with this. That being said, I, I actually really enjoyed the story. You know, oh, yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed it and it does stick with you. It, it's uh, I mean, it, to me, it reads like a workplace drama, like just a real like workplace uh, drama. I mean, like I, you take the, 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 the ship aspect of it is, is great because it's so removed from the rest of society and you get to see how, uh, how it's, it becomes its own society with its own laws while still trying to like have the landsman laws kind of that logic being applied and it doesn't exactly, doesn't exactly work, you know? Um, so that part of it's fun, but, um, uh, let's start with the first couple pages. Uh, it's gay from the get go, uh, <laughs> extremely homosexual, um, from the get go. And, and that's what you're taught. If you've never read, uh billy bud every, anytime you bring it up to anybody who's like even just heard about it they go is that gay and they may you, pejorative or like it's queered it melville's queer you oh, know yeah. like you'll hear about it um from there and there so there are rumors that melville actually is gay or bisexual or just a sailor and because <laughs> right, uh, yeah, yeah. i i'm my grandpa was uh, in the navy and it, like world war ii in the navy and i remember like my my mom kind of like being edgy and it's it's her in-law and like just going like so was, did you ever like see any like homosexual activity and he's like come on he just looked at her <laughs> and that was the answer like it, what not no you know right, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. but just like it's a, it's a boat Absolutely. just like jail just like little boosie in jail you know what i mean like it's very similar uh but uh the first like few pages are just about how hot Billy Butt is. Yeah. And this is Melville's last, if I have that correct, it's his last thing before he died, right? This is So what a way to write your gay novel, right, when you're about to die, by the way. Um, yeah, I'm sure. That, that he's not beating the allegations there when it's your last <laughs> one. You just listened to a preview of one of our premium episodes. And to get access to the full thing, you've got to be a paid subscriber to the Rare Candy Substack. That's rarecandy.substack.com only five dollars a month or 55 for the whole year you get one month free if you do the whole year you get access to premium rare candy episodes my podcast the glenn word and whatever the hell else we want to charge people for uh again that's rarecandy.substack.com thanks again